Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for blood round. It's time, it's time for blood round. Kevin grew up restless, heavily invested. Tommy did the same, so they have similar perspectives. The knowledge is extensive. Go ahead and mail the questions. It's blood round, the best web wrestling presence. Collectively, they bless your ears each week with the podcast. Plus, they write, share, post, tweet. Not a place that you can go to hear about a touchdown or field goal or home run, but you can hear about No jump shots, no buck stops, no fake takes in the wrong rumble. Just high cross, front headlocks, and Jordan Bros with a blast double. So, throw a match. It ain't real wrestling if it's in a ring with no head gear or single list. Single best show coming at you now. If you're skipping episode, that means you tapped out. Make sure you make weight. Better shed a couple pounds. Throw a mat down. Listen, cause it's time for blood round. It's time for blood round now. 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 Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Blood Round Wrestling Podcast. It's episode 268. I'm Tommy Baranowski, my man Kevin Clonch over there, back from his one-week hiatus. Yes, I am. Hiatus. That'd be a good stripper name. That would be a solid one, yeah. Yeah. I like Nefarious as well. I I saw this thing the other day. It was today, actually. My brother had posted on Facebook, and it was like, top 25... Songs that are terrible to strip to, <laughs> and it was like cats in the cradle, you know, cats in the cradle, in the oh yeah, food, and then like the Imperial March from Star Wars was <laughs> on there, and then uh, old man, look at my life, that Neil yeah. Young song, yeah, it was the funniest list. <laughs> it was like, and my brother's like, he's king of the random list posts on Facebook that make you laugh, and it's like. 15 times a day it's like all he does so huh yeah that's that's i like going the opposite way like i actually thought about seeing if anyone wanted to make bets this year on who would take last place in conference tournaments Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) um i'm not sure on the format on how to pick it out but but it would be kind of funny like i was thinking about when gaska made a run to the finals for michigan state and you're just sitting there just like you got to be kidding me <laughs> <laughs> somebody injury defaults to somebody and it gets them into the semis or the finals and you're just like you fuck <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know it'd be weird to go the other way that would be all, a funny one all yeah. year you think about who's better iowa or penn state or ohio state or michigan or or you know minnesota or whoever you know you're you're just oklahoma state obviously like you're you're thinking about these teams from september right uh, yeah basically on it'd be really interesting to kind of flip the script in march and yeah so you're just sitting there watching those like consolation matches like 
oh yeah, come yeah. on, <laughs> it's an overtime match, and you're like, yes. <laughs> For the Mac, do I pick Ohio or SIUE? What do I, what do I go with here? Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, so little, I don't know, weird thought, but uh, yeah, you've you're feeling better. Yeah, so to have I'm, I'm going to touch a little bit on this uh, later on on the podcast, but I'm I'm back. Uh, lack of sleep primarily was the issue, but yeah, we'll we'll touch on that later. Sometimes you have those illnesses where it really wasn't the illness; it's the fact that you couldn't sleep for the three days or I, whatever. You know, that's... I just I woke up at three eighteen a.m. that morning and I didn't go back to sleep, and then I. I was just like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be a zombie. Like, if you can pull anybody in, like, do it. Otherwise, like, I, I'll do it. Wait, like, but and luckily, find I find somebody if you can. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was AI. a, it was a big pull. It was a big pull, <laughs> the best kind. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks to BDI, Mr. Richard Immel, jumping on, sharing some pretty fun travel stories and. We dug deep into the weight classes, uh, looking into the Olympic year. Obviously, the the former communications manager for USA Wrestling has some pretty good insights watching a lot of these people come up the pipeline and everything, so men and women. Uh, so we, uh, we broke that down a bit, too. Had a little fun. So that was uh, it was a good episode. I listened back to it. I was proud of it. It was a really good episode. Not like the fun. usual episodes we have. I was actually proud of that one. It was it was <laughs> solid. It really was. And, uh, you know, you, you talked about wrestling, but you also talked about airplanes and uh, – I can't think. Game of Thrones, Tormund. Game of Thrones, Tormund, yeah. Yeah, Giants Bane. And, uh, and, you know, walking on the Great Wall and uh, what to do when you have to go to the bathroom and you're on the Great Wall. Exactly. So, you know. Lots of good things. You you had some fun. You learned some things. It was great. It is fun that we are. I laughed. I cried. (laughs) It was solid. It is nice that we are this far along into the podcast where – I have a baby, and you're able to pull in some guests, you know, yeah, some great yeah, yeah. guests, and and everything, and Ross and, and Earl and and Josh and everybody. Yeah, so it's like you're. It's nice to be this far along into the podcast and all the friends we've made over the uh, over the years of of doing this and the the people we've really gotten to know and, and pull uh, people in, which is really cool. That's uh, it's something that's not lost on us. But we're back together. Yes, today, episode two sixty eight. Bloodround.com is the website, at Bloodround on Twitter, at Bloodround1 on Instagram. <laughs> oh, so I have a, I have a kind of a quick, funny story. Oh, so yeah? I have a coworker who lives pretty far up north. He covers uh, – yeah, Antarctica. Ter- he, <laughs> 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 he covers, like, the northwest Michigan territory for our, our company uh-huh. uh, as an outside sales rep. And he is – has about as much technological skill as you would expect somebody who lives in the area that he lives in. Menominee. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And um, so he all of a sudden starts getting a bunch of texts and phone calls and FaceTime requests and all this stuff on Saturday afternoon. And I tried to do some digging to find out how this happened, but apparently his phone number got leaked or on some clickbait site or something as a TikTok star. So this 15-year-old girl with 5 5 million Instagram followers, and he's just getting flooded with these, oh, my God, we love your videos. We love you so much. We're so much a big fan and and phone calls and voicemails. And he's just like, what the hell is going on? What is TikTok? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what is TikTok? Yeah, so it was was just – Really, really funny because it couldn't have happened to like a funnier person, right? And uh, and then, but he's like, 
he's like, it did quiet down yesterday, so he's like, maybe I'll be able to keep my phone number. But for a good 48 hours, if his phone was just blowing up. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, just really, really strange. Um, I tried Googling his phone number. I tried Googling the girl's name. I tried Googling, like, a bunch of different stuff to see, like, all right, there's got to be a clickbait site out there, like, oh, check out so-and-so's phone number. And, and there are those, but I never found his phone number specifically with it, so. I don't Crazy. Know. It's like the... Jenny, I got your number thing, which I, which I explained to a younger person the other day because they were like, it's so stupid that movies have to be the 555 thing. And I'm like, well, it's the Jenny, I got your number thing. Yeah. And and they're like, huh? Oh, God dang it. <laughs> old. Yeah. What, what what song? Huh? What what are you talking about? You're not familiar with Tommy Two Tones greatest <laughs> hits? What do you mean? Yeah, exactly. Um. So, sorry, side tangent there, but, yeah, thanks so much for uh, joining us. Brought to you by Adidas Wrestling, our good friends there. Uh, you got you you do have shoes I'm on. I'm wearing combat speeds right now, I and lo- I they're love awesome. the combat speeds. I love them so much. I, they're, well, first of all, I decided to wear these because I saw an Adidas Wrestling post uh, with Jordan Oliver specifically about the combat speeds. And uh, our guest today uh, coaches Jordan Oliver, so I figured, you know what, I'm going to bust these out. Seems all the right As decisions. As if I don't wear these every time we do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, or at you, least wrestling shoes. You mix it up. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, adidaswrestling.com, if you go there, use the promo code BLOOD20, so B-L-O-O-D-2-0. That'll get you 20% off. That'll also help this podcast, and we certainly appreciate the love and support on that front. And you guys crushed it last quarter. I'm very happy. <laughs> you did. You really, really did. You guys represent us well so that Adidas wants to stick with us to continue doing this promo. So keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, it's it was a big number, and we're really, really proud of that. So thank you so much. And then uh, the Blood Round RTC continues to grow. Yep. Got some more new members out there. The tweets are hilarious. Uh, really, really appreciate it. So send us a direct message. Um or an email, what have you, and we'll uh, we'll let you know. So twenty five dollars, uh, including shipping, will get you a Blood Round RTC shirt. And then we don't really care if you train or not. No. Or no. train however you want to train. Yeah, train. You know, our, we're we're open to methods. Yeah. Training methods are. <laughs> it's really a state of mind. It is. So, thank you for the love and support on that front, as well. Uh, how are we doing guest wise? What do we got here? What's the what's the show schedule? We got like three minutes. We got like three minutes. Okay, because it's a big week. It is Iowa Penn State this Friday, the duel of the season. This is good. This is like teasing the rest of the episode. Oh wow, are we doing something right? It's very strange. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I've I've been busy. Okay, yeah baby and 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 refing and and you know just all sorts of stuff and and the big 10 network has been great they, you know they had the double header on friday and everything which like, was awesome it was awesome and and nebraska has, has some guys that are are fun to watch and you know really mark hall coming through with that if if he doesn't do that and and to give him credit that's against labriola he didn't – who I thought was going to beat Mark Hall at some point this year. I, I said it before the podcast started. I was like, oh, Labriola is going to knock off Hall. Well, he's going to be one of a couple that did it. This was, I think, before I knew Miles was uh, redshirting. But independent of that, yeah, he pins Labriola, and he also pins him – like he doesn't – it's not the last match of the duel. 
he doesn't know that he has to do it at that point for them to win. That's how it ended up. But he just out-wrestled him at, in all positions. And and I tweeted about that. Like, he's – he, and, and I'm included in this. Tremendously underrated at this point. We need to appreciate Mark Hall. Well, I kind of <laughs> I kind of thought, all right, here comes the Mark Hall side ankle trap pressure on the top of the head. But then he started going for the major. And I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. They kind of need this. Yeah. And even with... Well, especially with Purington pinning... Uh, I want to say Blue Willen, but that's the Oklahoma State guy. Purington got Pfeiffer? No, Purington, the 149-pounder. Oh, got Verclaren. Verclaren, yes, thank you. Yeah. And Nick Lee, not knowing that was about to happen, went and had a really impressive performance against Chad Red. Yeah. Dominant. And so Mark Hall keeps coming and coming and coming, and it's like, man, this is the exciting version of Mark Hall. (laughs) This isn't the win the four-to-one match uh, with three and a half minutes of riding time. Like, this is... Exciting version of Mark Hall, and then, and then he locks up a near side. He goes to cut him, and ends up, uh, you know, catching the uh, the knee coming a little too close to the head. Near side cradle, steps over and pins him, and and you know, so the Nick Lee and 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 Mark Hall there getting the bonus points was turned out to be really really big. Um, so that was uh that was pretty fascinating. But looking at this week. So many interesting matchups. It, 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 we've we've seen Iowa dominate and dominate and look so great, but like there's so many interesting matchups that this duel will have Friday. And when I put pen to paper today, I was actually a lot more excited about the duel than I was before I did so. So that's a tease. We almost sound like we know what we're doing. So we'll uh, try to get our guest on here and bring you an action-packed episode. Let's do it. All right, and we're we're very um, way too excited, but we'll try to contain ourselves, which isn't always our forte. But on the phone, the the man, the myth, the legend, Kenny Monday. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Kenny. It, it really is an honor for us. You bet, guys. My pleasure. My pleasure. And absolutely. W- and with great timing, um, you know, obviously your career is amazing and everything like that. But uh, yep. coming off a huge weekend for your son Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. That was uh, that was a fun night. You know, it was a fun night. You know, Virginia Tech is a great program. They bring a great crowd, and and they, and they are just really, uh, I mean, just an amazing crowd. And, they, and to watch the watch that crowd be so quiet, because I've been there, you know, <laughs> on on a couple of different occasions, and they just they just turn it up, man. I've been there when, of course, when UNC wrestled them, and now I went last year when when Princeton wrestled them, and they get fired up. And um, it was like a horror movie because they were just like sitting there, just you know, just couldn't believe it, couldn't believe their eyes. So it was kind of fun. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Fun I, I know. Uh, it was a I fun mean, night. well, Virginia Tech's uh, athletic department's done a really good job uh, investing in in that program, and obviously what Dresser was able to do in now Roby. Right. But right. Uh, yeah, man, Kennedy went in there. I mean, like you know, I thought it was going to be a close match in the first place, but mm-hmm. holy smokes, he, he blew him out. Yeah, yeah, he wrestled well. I think Kennedy, uh, he really had a great had a great mindset going into it. Great attitude. He was looking forward to it. I think he's 
he was really fired up because he kind of missed a couple opportunities to, to, to against some right, uh, ranked wrestlers. I think he wrestled Stafford, and the kid was ranked seventh or eighth, and, and then the Midlands, and he, you know, he kind of missed some opportunities there. So he was really uh, he was really looking forward to, to wrestling um, McFadden, you know. So it was exciting. We had a great great training since uh, since the Midlands and uh, since the New Year's, and um, he's really just kind of really starting to feel feel better about the weight class and, and um and so he's he's so good going into it. So I, I feel I feel I felt that he would wrestle well. I really did. Oh that's that's great. And he gets the uh ACC wrestler of the week award. And yeah. It's yep. his first one. That's his first one ever. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. So uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah a, a so he's, pr- he's pumped. He's pumped. He is pumped. <laughs> that- <laughs> That's awesome. We're we're big fans of of him and and Quincy um, as we've had an affinity towards the Princeton wrestling program for the uh, right. duration of this podcast and right, it's, right. it's it's really cool to see. And then I I just starting off the off the gate though here it's it's an Olympic year uh, something you're very familiar with of course and uh, yep. um, being a, a three time Olympian and it's right. just a it's so crazy because everyone's talking about Dake and Burroughs and Cox and, uh-huh. and Taylor and Snyder and, and the contraction and it, with it being an Olympic year and all these battles and how they're saying it's unprecedented. But in 1988, right. you took a spot from Dave Schultz, who was coming off five straight Olympic and world medals. And then uh-huh. you were essentially surrounded by, you know, guys like and battling, uh, you know, the Rob Coles and, and Royce Alger and uh you know, you have Mark Schultz, you have, uh, uh, I mean, you just had a, a murderer's row of people. Kevin Jackson coming in there uh, later yep. on. I mean, yep. you, you just, yep. you had battles yourself that those are a lot of world medals with a lot of people that you had to face just here domestically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can, I can, uh, I can honestly say I've wrestled some of the best, some of the best guys ever uh, just around my weight class. So, of course, I'm. I'm definitely partial to, to 74 kilo, um, wrestling day. But, you know, of course I had Nate, had battles with Nate Carr and oh, yeah. all through college, college. And then, of course, when we got out of college, it was, we were still battling, you know. It was yeah, so, yeah. So crazy. So Nate and then Dave and then Johnny Johnson. And so, yeah, we had some, we had some tough guys in the weight class that, uh, I had to kind of navigate myself through. And, um, you know, but I was, I was, you know, very excited, very, um, very blessed to be able to have greatness that I had to to um, you know get myself up for because and, and, it really it made me great to have that great competition and um, I know I wouldn't have been uh, as great as I uh, became without that kind of competition so you know I, I thank those guys and, and um, they, they made me a better man. Well, and I'm sure coming out of the, you know, uh, especially I actually just watched your your 88 trials matches with uh, with Schultz today right. in preparation yep. for this. I mean, you know, how confident do you feel coming out of those matches, uh, which definitely got pretty heated, which was awesome to see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, how oh, confident yeah. do you feel coming out of that, being like, you know, I just beat him two zero. Like, right, right, right. Well, you know, actually, it kind of, it kind of. It started, you know, pretty much in '87. You know, I kind of got better every year after after I graduated college. '84 came out '84, and like I, we talked about before we came on, I wrestled in the '84 Olympic Trials, and Dave was the guy, and Lee Kemp was the guy that was the guy before Dave. And so I kind of watched those guys grow and watched those guys before 
you know, my time came. And so, um, so just the progression that I've made from 84 to 88 was, uh, was, was just amazing. You know, just being able to, um, compete against those guys, uh, on that level was just, um, it was remarkable. But I lost to Dave in the 87 world team trials. And that was the last time I wrestled Nate because we were still in the same weight class. Uh, and I beat Nate two in a row, two matches in a row. And, uh, so I kind of, kind of passed Nate and then, uh, that was the first year that I beat Dave. He beat me the first match. I beat him the second match. And then he beat me the third match to make the 87, 87 world team. So I was kind of hot after that. You know, I was, I was getting better, but I wasn't quite there yet. And then I went to, uh, went to Tbilisi, uh, 87. And so I kind of got my really first real taste of, of Russian wrestling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, cause that was, that's probably that, well, it is, it was the toughest tournament that I had ever competed in and, and, it was just an amazing tournament. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The whole tour was amazing because then, back then, we only not only did we do the tournament, we had dual meets before the tournament. So we would go on these tours, and then we would have three dual meets before the tournament. And so I was, I mean, that's 10, <laughs> 11 matches that you would have on on, on just straight badass wrestlers, you know what I mean? Right. Russians, because then, back then, it was the Soviet Union. Oh. So it wasn't all these republics, and everybody was battling to make that one spot. And uh, so every every wrestler that you wrestled was like one or two points away from each other. And Jeez. so it was just, a, it's a tough trip. It was a tough trip. So that first year in 87, Dave won in 87, and I got fifth. And then that next year, January of 88, I won the Tbilisi Tournament. And so after that tournament, man, I was like, okay, if I can win this thing, <laughs> you know, I can, I can, I can win anything if I can win this tournament. So I was 10 and 0 on that tour in 88. And so after that, I came back and I'm like, okay, I can win. This, this is, this interview is going to be a little bit disjointed from the outline, I thought, because now I'm going to Hello. go into Jordan Oliver, who obviously you're coaching Hello. with the Tar Heels Wrestling Club. Uh, and we're talking about overseas trips. There? And he just just went to Rome, had a, a really great tournament there. Outside of obviously what he's been doing domestically, hello. Um, but what did he take away from that? Oh no. Yeah. So. All right, we're back hello. on. Sorry about that. Yeah, we yeah, okay. uh, technical yep. difficulties, yep. obviously. Okay. So Jordan Oliver, I think is where we left. Yeah, Jordan Oliver in Rome. Oh, oh, okay. So I didn't hear that question. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, it was wanted to see. You know, obviously we were just talking about you and in, in wrestling internationally and overseas and all, all the good stuff that yeah. went on there. 
Uh, and then obviously Jordan had a great uh, tournament overseas just re- recently too, uh, walking away yep. with the the silver in, in Rome. Obviously not probably what his goal was to get there, but still ha- I'm sure takes a lot out of it. You know, tell us a little bit about what he took from that tournament. You know, Jordan is uh, he is really on a good pace right now. I mean, he had a good tournament. You know, he really had. You know, he's really had the last three tournaments have really been good. Um, leading into that tournament, he was say, like he was seventy-seven. Oh, I'm sorry, seventy-one. He had scored seventy-one points to zero. Like cause he hadn't been scored on the last two tournaments. What he scored on in the Open, but he scored on in the Bill Farrell, and hadn't been scored on all the way up through the finals until he got to Bahrain and uh, the guy from India. So we had a and, and really was three up, three zero, on a shot to go up five zero, and kind of. Brian kind of did a little uh, spin out on him and kind of ended up scoring. I mean, that's kind of, we kind of ran into some problems and losing that match. But I think he had Russell. You know, I think he had Russell and then just kind of a couple situations uh, that he kind of made a couple mistakes in that didn't quite go his way. But but I think he's better. I think he's better than he is. I think he's better than a guy. And uh, hopefully we, we'll get a chance at him at the Olympic Games. Absolutely, I, I took the same thing away from the match. I, I don't remember the sequence right now, but I think there was a, a moment where they were like on the edge of the mat and yep. trying to finish the shot, shot, and and ended up getting kind of turned around and gave up the point there. Yep. Um, yep. But you know, I mean, like he he's obviously as good as he's looked in a long time, which is saying a lot, obviously, because uh-huh. Jordan Oliver has looked good yeah. for so long. Um, but you know, in terms of just getting prepared for for the next steps and and mentally and and you know, what are you doing as his coach now to make sure he's going to be ready to go? You know, it's just uh, fine tuning. I mean, Jordan is, uh, you know, he's really been, he's, he's really an amazing, amazing wrestler. He's, he's got an amazing wrestling mind. And I've been knowing Jordan, of course, since he was uh, uh, a sophomore in college when I went out to when I went to Oklahoma State to be the club coach there. Uh, with John, uh, he was yep. a sophomore. He, was just, he had just finished his, sophomore, his freshman year, and uh, so I got to be around him for the next three years. And so I, I know him. I've been around him and, and uh, watched him grow up. You know, because now this is the first time I've been around him since then, really, on a full-time basis. And, um, and so just watching him on a daily basis, uh, it's really uh, it's a joy for me uh, just to be able to, to coach him and, and to, um, you know, just really – um, you know, just just talk wrestling and, and work through situations and work through, you know, different scenarios that he goes through. I mean, he's really got a, and I've always said, and I've told a lot of people that, that, that asked me about Jordan. He's he's one of the most um, he's he's one of the most intelligent wrestlers that I've that I've been around as far as um, what he's doing, what he's looking for. Uh, he remembers every every match. He remembers every sequence of his matches and. And I still I can't do that to this day, but he remembers every sequence why 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 he did what he did and what the other guy did, and so he's really got a a really sharp wrestling mind, and uh, so it's kind of fun to to coach. But just really just being consistent, and we don't do a whole lot as far as uh, preparing for opponents. We, we it's a couple different things that we'll we'll look at. He'll say, well, this is he's looking for this when I do this, this is what he does, and when, when I do this, this is what he does. The good thing about it is we've wrestled our competition. We, 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 he's wrestled those guys before, so he knows them. It's not like it's something that he's not aware of. Right. right? And, um, and so 
as good as he is, he, he can, he, of course, he's still, he's getting better in different situations. He's getting better in different um, ties. And what we've really been working on is just um, really just more um, in, his, in his hand work and his footwork. Uh, just kind of tying those things together. Excellent, excellent. Well, I always love checking out, you know, like uh, your Instagram and, and Twitter and uh-huh. stuff like that where you're seeing, you know, the videos of him working out. And I know he posts a lot of stuff too, but a lot right, of it really right, seems right, to be right. around conditioning. He's got a back knob, but I can't, I can't, I can't only put that stuff out there anymore. He's like, hey, hey. <laughs> showing him, showing him stuff. <laughs> so, so I'd like to show more, but I'm about to wait a little bit. I hear and, you. Uh, but we, we film a lot, and uh, we've got a lot of footage that we'll come back to. You know, must be, uh, once we win this gold medal, but, uh, yeah, he, he's a, I had to, I had to curtail my, uh, my, uh, my Instagram stuff. So it's, it's been really good, though. Exactly, exactly. Well, <laughs> and it's cool, too, because I, I like seeing, obviously, Kennedy's in the room, um, regularly yep. being at UNC and wrestling with him, and, and you can see, uh, some of those improvements. I'm gonna go real quick back to, the first time I saw Kennedy was at NCAA's, I think, two years ago when he went on his run at 157 and right. had a really good tournament. And I was like, Kennedy Monday must be six foot two. Like, he's the biggest 157 <laughs> pounder I've ever seen. How tall is he? Uh, he's about 6'1. Yeah, about okay. Six one. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't off one. then. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because as a freshman in high school, dude was like 104. He, he didn't. He didn't even make the weight class. <laughs> you know, he wasn't even big. He wasn't even big enough to, to, to. I mean, he wasn't even weighing 106. Yeah. And he got to a, got to a point to where, once he got into high school, I mean, he started in this growth spurt. And I promise you, not he would he would wake up taller, like overnight. Like he'd go to bed <laughs> and then get up the next morning and he'd be taller. Yeah. And so we just, yeah, it, it was the craziest thing. And so he just really. Had a serious growth spurt. He just kept growing. He kept getting taller. Kept getting taller. And uh, so I think he's kind of topped out now. But yeah, he's about six one. Nice, nice. My yeah. wife, my wife, you know, because my wife, she's all concerned. Like he's getting so tall. Will he be able to get in the stand? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's he's been but, awesome. Uh, and then uh, and then obviously Quincy as well. You know, we we so when we started this podcast, we decided we were going to adopt. Uh, a program that we believed in, the coaching staff and, and everybody involved. And the first year we did this, we, we bought into Princeton because uh, my right. best friend wrestled there, and I, I knew, obviously, they had a great thing in Coach Ayers uh, and brought in right. Coach Dubuque right. at the time and stuff like that. So we've been following them very closely, and I was super pumped when, when they got Quincy. And to see him step into the lineup, uh, improve so so quickly uh, to the point where now just in his sophomore year – I, I Last time I saw it, I think he was ranked fifth in the country at a very, very deep and competitive 157. Um, yeah. I mean, yep. the, the consistency I see in him and, and just how dangerous he is in all positions is super, super awesome to see. So, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's definitely made some jumps this year. And he, he, he really had a good season last year and had some good matches. And a lot of, a lot of those matches he lost, I mean, it's probably seven or eight matches that he was winning. And ended up kind of losing the match at the end, or made a mistake here, made a mistake there, and you know. So I think it was kind of a freshman, freshman uh, experience that kind of got to him. And so he had a good summer and uh, had some really good training this summer. And it's so funny watching him and him and Quincy, him and Kennedy wrestle. And now they're they're 
at a point to where they can actually get a workout and it's productive, you know, because oh, yeah. growing up, they'd always, you know, you're not brothers, right? they'd always in and, and, you know, pushing here, pushing in the head, you know, getting mad at each other, so they really couldn't be a productive workout, but now <laughs> they can actually work out and they can, you know, they can go for an hour and a half and, and not, not blow the workout, so it's kind of, you know, so it's fun for me to watch them to be able to do that and, and have a really productive workout, so they really had a good summer and Jordan was around this summer and so they yep. had to, opportunity to, to kind of mix in with him before they went to school and and um and so, and so it was really paying dividends you know, so how, and, how? And, and they both have different they both have different styles even kennedy have such different styles you know kennedy's so long and you got leverage and of course he's a little more you know a little more compact and um and so it's funny watching them right and both have styles that can they can win I mean, they, they both have they're unique styles, but they're, they're both effective styles. Well, and that's got to be such a great thing just in terms of workouts and, and having different styles that you get to compete against, right? I mean, like, the weight difference is probably, you know, it's, it's minimal in terms of how talented they are, right? But uh, having right, just the right. different types of wrestling that, that they get a good feel for has is, is got to be good, too. How often are you jumping yeah. in with those guys now? <laughs> a little bit. You know, I, I, I get in a little bit. I get in a little bit. They you know, definitely want to beat up on the pops from, from, from taking out on me from the times I beat them up when they were little boys, you know, so, <laughs> you know, try, to, try to get back, but they, uh, they're not quite, they're not quite there yet, not quite there yet, and they can get a takedown here and there, but that's, that's about it, I put my weight on them, <laughs> exactly. I'm well, still strong, I'm still stronger than both of them, so that's, uh, there, there you go. Well, and that's that's the competitiveness I like, right? And I, I didn't get a chance to do it early on, so I'm going to go ahead and run through some of your credentials. For, for First of all, for, it, anybody who's listening to this who doesn't already know these credentials, shame on you. But you know what? It's always good to refresh your memory and, and, and all the great things about Kennedy, uh, Kenny Monday. Uh, Olympic gold yep. medalist in 88, silver 92, uh, Olympian in 96. Uh, actually, we talked about you wrestled in the uh, before the podcast started in the Olympic trials in in '84, right? In Grand Rapids, yep, Michigan. Yep, I did. Got fifth. Yeah. Yep. And you were saying you were, your biggest regret was? Well, yeah, I, I, I was a match away from wrestling league camp. You know, of course, one of the all time greats. You know, great. He was a you know a great uh, role model for me watching him uh, through the years. Three time world champ, and he definitely would have been. Uh, Olympic champ in 1980 if they they would have boycotted. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. So that was a tough. Yep. That was a tough thing. So yeah, I was uh, I lost to Mike Deanna. You know, the Mike Deanna that wrestled at Iowa uh, in the quarterfinals, and um, end up and I ended up fifth. But then he had he kept the next round in the semis. Then Lee beat him. And they went on to the finals with Dave. And so I never. And that was I think Lee retired after that. So I never got to wrestle him. And I wrestled the next year. I had Mike Deanna in the finals of the U.S. Open. And I beat Mike the next year in the finals. And uh, I think he retired. So <laughs> I never got a chance to wrestle to wrestle a match with, with Lee. But um, so that was, that was one of the things I always wish I could have. Well, I did see him. I got to work out with him a couple times. Though. He went to, he came out and uh, to the Olympic training camp in 88. Oh, nice. And, uh, so I got to roll around. I got to roll with him a little bit, so, which was really cool. Very cool, very cool. Well, and then speaking of that, obviously you were the U.S. Uh, US freestyle champ in 85, 88, 91, 96. Uh, wrestled yep. uh, for for 
I mean, over a decade uh, freestyle competitions, which is, is huge. Um, NCAA champ in, in 84, three-time All-American in Oklahoma State. And I did notice this on your Wikipedia page. You're undefeated in your MMA career. <laughs> that's right, that's right. That's what it all, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's the time to, to you know, hang them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that whole thing kind of missed me. I think if, um, and I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan and, and I always have been. And of course, a lot of my, my friends and, and guys I train have been in the game. But, but it just missed me. I think if it was could have been big like it is now, after 92, I'd have probably yeah. been full-time. I'd have fought. You know, 20, 30 minutes, fights probably. I'd have made a career out of it. Yeah, it's it's definitely. After 96, but I was after 96, I was done, man. I was 36 years old, 38 years old. I was kind of tired of training. You know, oh, so. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, still yeah, Olympian, which is yeah. huge, right? I, I'm, I'm 34. Yeah. I can't do that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no and then a, there's an interesting caveat that uh, you were undefeated in high school but you had one tie um and hey, it was, one tie. yeah with with sheets who was no slouch of future nca mm. champ i believe and right right yeah yeah absolutely mike we go way back you know being oklahoma kids you know we we uh we wrestled a little bit a couple times we were younger but then my senior year in, in high school i was less than 41 and mike was at 48 and um, so I think I, I went up to his weight class to wrestle because he was, he was, you know, one of the best guys in Oklahoma. Yep. And uh, so I, yeah, I went up to wrestle him. And that's when dual meets, if, if a tie ended in, in the dual meet, then it was just a tie. You know, both teams would get two points. Both school teams would get two, two points and, and you move on. So they didn't have overtime uh, if the match ended in the tie then. So it was just a tie. So, yeah, he, yeah we wrestled him. I was a senior and he tied and and then we wrestled in the tournament like two weeks after that, and I beat him, you know, got a couple points in that tournament. So we go way back, man. Because then after that, of course, we could both go to Oklahoma State, and then we were like teammates for the next seven years, you know. So right, really, right. It was really cool. Well, and then obviously Quincy just wrestled him the other day, and and yep, got yep, the win there. Wyatt, yep, which is so crazy. Well, you know, because because uh, Mike, because Mike was my. He was my best workout partner. He was my best workout partner ever. Oh, sure. Because uh, after a while, we got to know each other so well, and he knew what I did, I knew what he did, and and, and we were just like freaking peanut butter and jelly, man. It was it was amazing. And I, <laughs> I honestly, you know, I would have been as prepared in '88 if it wasn't for Mike. And so I, because I had to beat Dave, and he had to beat Mark Schultz, and he, I beat Dave. He ended up losing to Mark. Uh, and, and it broke my heart because it would have been me, him, and John coming out of the same room yep, yep. on the Olympic team. You know, so um, that was that was a special thing that we had, and, and uh, it broke my heart when he lost to Mark. But yeah, he was my best workout partner. And so now that our sons are speaking in the same weight class and wrestling each other, it's just kind of it's surreal. It's kind of crazy. Well, we kind of laugh at it. It's wild, and, and I'm. I'm... Uh, we're, we're going back to Quincy real quick, but it, it's wild yep. too to think that uh, David Carr and Quincy yep. are yep. the same age. Yep, same weight class, and uh, hopefully they hopefully they'll hit in the in the, in the NCAA. You know, have, they won't have a chance of hitting regular season. Have they wrestled in uh, high school at all? I, I didn't get a chance to look this no, up. No, no, never, never have. They, they, oh. We do a camp. I do a camp at, uh, at in PA at Quest. I don't know if you know. Uh, Jim Akerley. Yeah, Quest Jim Akerley does a, you know Jim, yeah. 
So he does a camp every year and uh, at Quest. And so for the last three or four years, Nate and I have been going up as clinicians. And so, of course, our boards are going with us. And in, in, uh, I think it was last summer or summer before. Was it last summer? Summer before last, all the boards were there. Yeah. So Kenny and David Rousel and Quincy and David, David Rousel. So, yeah, I got to see them roll around a little bit. And they were pretty close then. All right. And, so uh, I'm, I'm going to take a quick, quick, uh, quick left here. And uh, Kobe Bryant obviously just passed away, which is extremely sad. And and I saw you doing yeah. some posts about that, and and I, I'm yeah, planning yeah. on talking about that a little later on in the podcast. But one of the stories I heard about him that I really loved uh, just recently uh, was he was talking uh, or Gilbert Arenas was talking about him, and he was talking about how they went to like a Team USA practice, and right. Gilbert was using these these moves against him, and then he came back the next day and Kobe had stole all of his moves and was just using his moves against him. Like it was like he was looking in a mirror, but a mirror that was beating him. And he was like, it was the craziest mind trick anyone's ever pulled on me. And it was, it was miraculous. So tell Quincy to do that. He's smart. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, yeah, I was just thinking this was crying just before I came on. I was watching them. This little segment that yeah. Uh, yeah, the Shaq too. and Jerry West and and Dwayne um, Wade was on it. Uh, Miller, Reggie Miller, and they were all kind of giving their own their uh, their their deal about Kobe. And so it's, yeah, it's a sad day. I'm a big Kobe fan, man. I always have been big Laker fan. And yeah, met Jerry West. I was there. Matter of fact, quick story. I was in right after I won the Olympic Games in in, in Seoul. Uh, we went. We flew straight to Hawaii. So we went on vacation in Hawaii for like seven days. Nice. And um, yep. And so I was hanging out at the, the Hard Rock Cafe. Ran into a guy, and he was. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The restaurant owner, and he recognizes, hey, I'm so-and-so, and uh, won't you come hang out with me? I got three or four restaurants in the city. Uh, come ride, come ride and hang out with me. So I went with this guy and just met him. We, you know, got to kind of be, be friendly. And so we went to this one restaurant and the Lakers were there because the Lakers would always go do their training camp in Honolulu, in Hawaii, right? This is the and best so story together, I've ever heard, by the way. I don't yep, mean to interrupt, and, and but he, this is really he, awesome already. Keep going. And he said, he said, this is Jerry West. So I met Jerry West and, uh, he said, yeah, this is Kenny Monday. Just want a little bit gold medal, blah, blah, blah. Jerry gave me his card. I said, I'm a Laker because I was a Laker fan anyway. And he gave me his card. said, if you're ever in L.A., call me and I can get you tickets. And so, sure enough, 
I called him up, and I wasn't in L.A. I went to I went to go get go to the game. <laughs> so I flew out and act like I was just in the city, right? Yeah, you were yeah, like, I'm taking ride. advantage of this offer. So he called me, and I uh, got my my partner, uh, Art Martin, you know, I saw his kids, and so we went. We got tickets to Jerry West, and uh, three or four games we went to that year. So. That was really cool. That's incredible, and that was that was uh, Showtime, and that was that was. Yeah, that was yeah, Magic, Magic Johnson, and those guys. They were winning. Nice, they nice. Well, you know, yeah, well, And Jerry's still crushing it yeah. as a GM, so gotta love it. But yeah, yeah, he's good. Oh yeah, man, so. I'm. It's a I'm tough one. Oh, the, the the last couple things I wanted. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, man. They, I. This has been such a, a blast for me, so I'm going to geek out for two seconds. But the, the only couple questions I had for you, we kind of touched on it very briefly earlier, but, you know, we talked about who you wrestled domestically, um, and, and mm-hmm. you, you wrestled uh, Zatiev uh, internationally and, and, yep. and many, many yep. more. Yep. Who was one of the toughest competitors? Who was the? Let me rephrase that. Who was the toughest competitor that you had off the top of your head? You know, it, it's it's just tough to say which one was the toughest. You know, I think they're always really close. You know, of course, starting with Nate. You know, Nate was probably the fastest human being I've ever wrestled. Nate was such a competitor. You know, and um, and so just because you know, when I first wrestled Nate, uh, he was a defending he was a defending national champion. I went up to 150 from 42 the year before uh, for my freshman year. I wrestled him and, and beat him in the dual meet. Then beat him in the big eight and then lost him in the NCAA finals. But he was, a, he was probably one of the toughest. Uh, of course, Dave was probably the toughest. Uh, so it's really, I would say Nate, Dave, uh, Fadayev, uh, Varayev, and then Saitian, you know. So Saitian is kind of hard to judge on him just because I know he's one of the best ever. But I was at, kind of at the end of my career, and I had taken years, a couple years off. And when I came back, I wasn't really at my best when I wrestled. I wrestled him twice. The first time I wrestled him in, in a tournament in Greece, and he was the three national champion. He won in 95. I had come back, and uh, I was winning 2-0. And then that's before, that's, that, that year, the rules were you had to score three points yeah. in the match. Yeah. And I had, dude, I, had, I hadn't even, you know, it was my first tournament back. I didn't even forgot about that rule. So I, I, I took him down a double leg, and I tucked him, and I held him off, held him off. Match is over. It's too over. I thought match over. I'm like, good job. So I get you know, the match. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Come back. I'm like, we got to wrestle. We got to get three points. I'm like, what? Oh, crap. Right. Well, and, and that was so when takedowns we weren't even worth two points. Huh? Yeah. What? Takedowns weren't even worth two points, which is dumb. No, they're, yeah, they're one point. They're one point takedowns. Oh. So I've taken him down twice. So I thought match was over. And, uh, and they all came back, and so we roused around, and of course they kind of, you know, rushed, you know, rushed they kind of ended up beating me, beat me 3 2. And so I'm like, oh, he's the defending champ, 3 2 is my first time back. I'll get this dude, you know, when it's, when it's on the line, right? And uh, then I roused him next time in the, in, the US, in, the, in the Olympic Games, but in the semis. But he was probably one of the toughest. Of course, he ended up being better than, than those other guys, but. Yeah, those out of those four guys, it's kind of hard to say which one is the toughest. It's kind of a toss up between all of them. That's that's a completely reasonable answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, hard to say because I mean, Dave was a monster. Dave was a freaking monster to beat. You know, the first couple times I was with him was like a freaking nightmare. Oh um, yeah. 
Yeah, he was so freaking tough and so just brutally. But Dave would just put you in situations where you, where you, where you couldn't turn. You know, he's trying to get you, you turning, you try to turn, and he wouldn't let you turn. You know, he just let you go through the pain. <laughs> um, so he was, a, he was a monster, man. He really was. And so him and then Trudyak was, you know, I got to rough him one time, but he was, he was tough. You know, he had never lost. When I brought him in the, in the, in the, uh, world championships in 89, he had never lost. International competition, you know. So he was uh, just an incredible wrestler. Then Vavai was a monster too. So uh, it's a toss up between those guys. It really is. The last question I have for you, and this is uh, mm-hmm. I, I watched your Olympic finals match today too, and you yeah. got uh, you took a lot of shots that well, a you were just pushing the pace. You were taking a, a ton yeah. of shots, which was. Yep. Awesome and refreshing yep. to see. But a lot of times you kept coming up to kind of like that body lock where you, you know, spoiler yep. alert, you ended up winning the match with that, and you kind of bailed yep. on it in that moment. Now, was it a feel thing where you didn't feel you have it, or were you just kind of setting them up to feel comfortable there? Because, I mean, obviously that's that's how you ended up winning it in overtime. Yeah, I mean, that was a, it was a, that was a kind of a, a, a technique that I, I, would, I would I would do it in practice a lot. You know, I kind of started, I started doing it against Dave, and I, I think I, I even, I think I even tweeted or, or I even did it put on Instagram, but I got the move that, the kind of that reverse lock there, watching Variety and Dave. And Variety did it to Dave, and uh, so I just was studying those guys, so I knew it was like, you know, I had to wrestle them. And then I did it to Dave, you know, so I kind of started playing with it in the practice, and I would kind of slide it and, and kind of come into a side by the lock. Sometimes I would run guys through the back, or sometimes I would shrug it and get behind them, or sometimes they would kind of come to the feet. Not not very many would come to the feet like Variety did in that tournament uh, in, in the finals. But um, what happened? I don't I don't think I think I was just kind of trying to hold him out of position, in position where he couldn't get around me. But I felt him relax. I felt him relax when he went in. When he relaxed, I, that's when I kind of exploded on him, kind of tried to go side by lock on him. Nice. And uh, it wasn't like I was trying to set him up there. I was really, I would do it against Dave. But Dave was so good in his front headlocks. I could do it against Dave and kind of neutralize it where he couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't run around me. You know, he couldn't run the corner on me or he couldn't go head, head in the hole. I could neutralize it. And yeah. um, that's, that's what I was doing, you know. It's kind of, when they relaxed, I just kind of, I went for it. Th- that's awesome. But I would do it in practice. I, I did it in practice all the time after I learned it. That's that's awesome. This this has been. I, I don't want to take up any more of your time, man. You, you've been as charismatic and fun to talk to as as a I've heard that you are from from other media members, and b that that I hoped. So uh, this was genuinely genuinely a pleasure. And uh, yeah, man, I, I we'll, we'll look forward to watching Jordan compete and, and winning that gold and going from yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just we're excited. It's really the best time. This is my third, one of my, this is my fourth year here in North Carolina. And so the, this year, this team, man, I mean, we really, I mean, Coleman's done a tremendous job. Of course, I coached Coleman, uh, in the Olympics in 2012. And, and, uh, so we, we got real close and, and, uh, watching him work and, and, and develop this team, uh, has been really been a, a joy to watch. And I tell you, man, we've got some, some some great little young wrestlers in the room and and I like I like uh, where they're competing now and uh, so I, I think I think you can kind of look forward to some big things coming out of North Carolina here in the next 
next few years. I mean, this year, I think we got some momentum going now, but uh, having Jordan Oliver in the room now and uh, watching his success and watching him get better on the on the daily, um, I think he's going to make this Olympic team. I think he's going to represent the United States and, uh, and America in Tokyo. So. We're excited, man. We're excited here in Chapel Hill. Well, and my my mistake, I meant to bring that up. I mean, top ten, uh, ranked number eight, I think, uh, yeah. for the first time yep. since '95. First time. And I yep. think seven underclassmen right now is is what what I saw, if I'm remembering correctly. But yeah, man, it's 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 obviously uh, an impressive thing that he's been able to do uh, with that program yeah. and with having those those yeah, those singlets. You'd think you'd be able to get some sweet recruits <laughs> just off of that. <laughs> I know, right? We're in, the, we're in the land of Michael Jordan, so we're trying to uh, trying to get some of that football gear. The football team is doing well. Mike Brown's in town, so we got some good, good some good things going, man. This is a, it's an amazing place. It really is an amazing school, and I'm excited to be a part of it. And uh, that room is hot right now, man. It's that thing. That, that room is very, very hot, very hot right now. So I'm excited. I'm excited about what's going on here. I love it. I love it. Well, it's truly been a, a pleasure, Kenny, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wish you luck uh, in in coaching and and being in the room and and with your kids uh, throughout the rest of the season and, and moving forward. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. It's it's uh, it's exciting time to be a wrestler right now. It really is. Uh, thank you guys for for the work you guys do, and you're you're doing a great job at uh, promoting the sport and, and and hearing the voices and uh, exactly what we need. Man. So I'm excited. About the future of Russell. Yeah, thanks, Kenny. Thank we you so it. much. Okay, and you can follow uh, Kenny Monday on Twitter at Kenny underscore Monday. Uh, just uh, what an interview! What a guy! God, it, 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 I, again, I, I kind of just broke down and started <laughs> telling him during the interview. But like, <laughs> all I've heard from people is like he's the greatest interview, and he's got great stories. Uh, it, it, yeah, and and all of that was 100% accurate. Yeah, it doesn't hesitate; just goes right in there. No, he's the best. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. So, um, and he was just saying, uh, we, it's always tough to know when to start recording and when to stop recording. And he was just mentioning that uh, NCAA's, uh, if all goes well and health and happiness goes well, that. It'll be the first time that his boys are competing at the same tournament since high school, and so he's really looking forward to that. So yeah, that's, yeah, uh, that's really cool. And just a, a few notes. I mean, the yeah, kind of where I started that, where I, I was talking about the contraction of of Olympic weights this year, and how we're like, oh my God, it's just unbelievable success. And you look in like 1976, Stan D- Dijek uh, wins the. Um, wins the bronze, then he wins a gold, then Lee Kemp takes over, wins two golds, uh, then 1980 protest, Lee Kemp gets a bronze, then a gold, then Dave Schultz comes in in 83, wins a gold, wins a gold in 84, silver in 85, bronze in 86, silver in 87, and Kenny Monday takes the spot from him, wins gold, wins gold in 89. Uh, That was 74 kilos for that stretch. So decent, yeah, just decent, just decent. Uh, so pretty, pretty crazy stuff, pretty, yeah. pretty wild stuff. But uh, yeah, did you, um, did you want to talk about Kobe before we go further here? I mean, I, I'll talk about Kobe now. Sure, yeah. Um, I appreciate 
you texting me, by the way. I didn't really your, – yours was like one of two or three texts that Sunday morning or Sunday early afternoon or whatever that um, I had gotten, and I like kind of ignored the first two because I was like, no, he's not. He's invincible. <laughs> he's, he's, he's fine. You know? yeah, or, yeah. or or you get the thing where like a celebrity gets hurt and then they go to the hospital and then they're oh, okay. Yeah, they, they said it with Kevin Hart. Like, oh, my gosh, you know, the other day. Like, Kevin Hart's car is completely destroyed. And, no one knows anything or whatever. And, like, he's fine. Right. And, and, and I'm not trying to discount any of that. But it's like that's what you're kind of conditioned with, right? Like, yeah. And, and, and Tracy Morgan. And then I saw Shaq talking about it, too, where he was saying, you know, like, these are the the best basketball players of all time. I've met these guys. They're old men. They've been around post-career for 50 years. You know, like, they're around. And and Kobe... I mean, there's a reason why the world stopped for a minute. Like, and everybody, you know, regardless of whatever their opinions are, just were like, oh, man, like, this is a big loss. And it's because it's it was, you know? Um, independent of what he did on the basketball court and what his peers thought of him, which was always about how hard he worked and how how it was never about like it was. I've never heard people say like, oh, he was, his jump shot was so great and he dunked so hard and all this stuff. Like it's never been about that. It was about how hard he worked, how great he was as a person, how great he was as a father. And the, the most heartbreaking thing to me is just how he had spent 20 years dominating the basketball world with that being his main focus. And then he only got to have, like, four years as a father, which he was obviously, like, fully committed to as well and working with his kids. And um, it just sucked. It was a really bad day. Yeah. But, I, you know, I've listened to a lot of podcasts on it and read a bunch of stuff on it and coped in my own sense. So, you know, uh, this is probably not the forum, obviously, for most of that. But, um, you know, if I can impart anything on to anyone who's listening to this, it's that Kobe was great because he sought outside of his own community, the basketball community, to figure out how to be successful. He talked to people who were successful in other aspects of life, whether it be business or entertainment or whatever, to figure out what it was that helped them be successful and what, what tools they used and what skills they they inherently had and, and what they knew they needed to improve on and how they identified that, you know, like it was just all the things that you read inspirational quotes about or hear things about. He seemed to really embody and I wanted to see what he was going to do, be able to do with those afterwards. And we didn't get to see that. Well, Bill Simmons had a great story where back in the, I think Grantland days or, or maybe even before that, that, you know, he got a text message and it was like, "Hey, it's it's Kobe," and he's like, "Fuck off!" And I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just one of his asshole buddies or something yeah, like that, you know. Random and, number. And then he said, he, and he goes, "No, do you have time to talk?" And then sure enough, like it was Kobe, and they talked. He wanted to talk about leadership. Yeah, yeah, and and um and all this stuff, and he and he they spoke for a, a very long time, and then he uh, Bill Simmons said something to him like. It was such a great conversation the other day. I'd like to write an article about it. And Kobe's like, no, that was all off the record. Yeah. And <laughs> so he's like, oh, I guess I can't write about this. Uh, but, yeah, he was constantly uh, – you heard a lot of people describe him as curious, which is such a great uh, 
thing to try to instill. I, yeah. I talk about that with my daughter. I'm like, try to be curious. Try to, you know, why why is this country like that, or what, you know, why why is the the capital of the state here? Why why does the why are the clouds like this today? Yeah, you know, just stuff like that. I mean, just try to be curious. Well, why is that word? Where where would that word come from to to name that? You know, or whatever. And um. So you know, having a competitive person like that, and and be curious, and not just shooting a basketball through a hoop. That there were other things as well. It's it was interesting to to think about. Uh, I, I think this tragedy is is really a tough one for people because it involves the kids too, uh, and, and other and, families, and, obviously. And yeah. I, yeah, and other families. There's a there's a college baseball coach out there who him and his wife pass on. Um, and and the daughter and there were like two other kids right you know? and, and so it's like there's um these two kids find out that they lose their their, their sim- world their their sister and then and then their parents their mom and dad in one swoop i uh, just uh, crazy so it, it hit on multiple levels uh like that um so like kobe's daughter being a part of it is is really like a a tough one to read uh it's it's interesting because i was i was naturally being a narcissist thinking about my own self uh and growing up and i remember weird days you remember of news hitting you i remember when jim mcmahon got traded from the bears and i was only like eight nine years old or whatever and i like couldn't comprehend that like jim mcmahon was the guy he was the starting quarterback of the super bowl team and all this stuff like how could that even be possible like it like my mom telling me that jim mcmahon got traded like like hit me in the face with a two by four um and then, uh, you know, Walter Payton dying. This is not chronological, but Walter Payton dying. I remember thinking like that was pretty crazy, um, you know. But that was expected because it was a he had a disease and it uh, mm-hmm. had been eaten away at him for a while. He had this weird rare liver disease, not a cause from drinking or anything like that. It was a weird thing. Um, and then the the strange, strange irony of of again uh, my mom telling me that that Dave Schultz had been murdered. And that was January 26th. This, right, this same, same fucking day. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how that's possible, um, but that those were like the three news stories when you know, in my first 15, 16 years on this planet that like really like hit me. And um, as far as like a, a single person celebrity death, and so. You know, when I was when I was 11, 12, 13, I was I was wrestling in more and more tournaments, and I knew uh, you'd get the USA wrestler in the mail, and you'd read about the guys winning golds and all this stuff, and you looked up to them. You got the posters, you got the, you know, you were fortunate enough to run into some of them at some of the tournaments to get their autographs and everything like that. So, uh, you know, to find out Dave Schultz got shot, you know, just everything like that, and so I was really like, it was such a somber thought that a lot of kids and people had to like. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hear the hear this news and and feel it like that. And it's tough. That's that's really tough. Uh, it's it's something that 
is so rare that it, 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 I don't know if it's ever been something like that. So it's just uh, really a tough one. I went upstairs and I told my wife, and that was really hard. And I'll remember that. I remember when I found out. I'll remember when I told my wife, and I'll then I'll always remember when I told her that uh, Gianna was on on board too. So, um, yeah, you know, and and it sucks. And and the best thing you can do at this point is. He was an inspiration in a lot of ways and had a lot of, of very great things to say. So, you know, take what you can from those and use them. Absolutely. So, on a happier note, let's uh, – we're right at an hour, so we got to hit um, this big dual meet. Let's get week. into it. Yeah. Um, so, as I was uh, saying before, the legendary Kenny Monday stopped us in our tracks. Um, and he stopped a lot of he people. He stopped in his everyone way. in his tracks. <laughs> yeah. I think I counted, by the way, like no more than like 15 losses throughout like his listed career on his Wikipedia page. So, yeah, that's pretty decent. Yeah. And it's not like he didn't wrestle anybody. I think I had that in my first 15 matches my freshman year of high school. So, that's cool. <laughs> anyway. Um, so... I didn't really want to go weight by weight through Penn State and Iowa, and then I put it on paper, and I went, oh, my God. Like, this is weight by weight very, very interesting. Uh, Spencer Lee will go out there and do Spencer Lee things. Yeah. But then after that. a pin. Yeah. Did you see that thing that, that Flo was posting, though? Yeah. Like, and what Are they playing Chinese checkers later, and Meredith is great at Chinese checkers? Is there... I think they just know that anytime you yeah, do, you do get anything with Iowa and Penn State, it's going to drive the comments and yeah. the clicks and everything like that. I mean, we it see, works. It's I I've been tempted to do it in the past myself, just because you can say rather innocuous things about Iowa or Penn State. Okay, if you say it about Ohio State or Nebraska <laughs> or even Oklahoma State and 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 obviously Michigan, if you just say something like. Um, you know, Jelani Ambri, you know, a couple up and down results and, you know, good to see or something like that. It's, it's, uh, you know, you get like 30, yeah. 35 likes and like, yeah, it was a good, great win for Jelani or something like that, you know. And then you'll get somebody being like, oh, and Webster got the takedown and you're like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might, one a while, once in a while you might get that. And then you could say that about uh, a Penn State guy and, and you are suddenly reading 55 hateful replies yeah, and you're yeah. like, I said something as vanilla as possible. I don't yes. really. Nick um, uh, Lee sure does like those, uh, those shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you've never seen wrestling shows before, you pussy. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, it just, it is. So the hyper I mean, sweeps, that's right, the blue, yeah. Yeah, I so I, I think with flow, I think I think you get that, but. Um, that's fair. Anyways, um, DeSanto Roman Bravo Young, RBY with a great win um, on. Is against Alirez? Yeah, and and then what he uh, the Nebraska guy who's been looking really good too. Oh, um, li- uh, love it, love it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridge, Ridge, love it, love it. Um, Lyle Lovett's son, and uh, most uh, people don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> um, Lyle Lovett was married to Julia Roberts. Google those two images. Yeah, it's so strange, so strange. One of the greatest. Um, Punching above your out kicking your coverage moments of all time. It's like the human version of Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> Except that dog was charismatic. <laughs> um so yeah, and, and like early nineties. 
Cindy Crawford too. No, or Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, yeah, like, yeah. like early like the early nineties. Julia Roberts. Yeah, they were not like you know a sixty-five year old Julia Roberts. Like, no. like early, yeah, yeah, just uh, crazy. So, anyways, um, DeSanto has been amazing, but I don't, I'm not counting Roman Bravo Young out of this. I am. I yeah. I, I DeSanto's style and and Roman Bravo Young style I don't think match up well. I think he's eventually going to just get wear, worn down. Um, you know, you might see a slick takedown early in the match. I, I expect it to look like a not tech vol version of Decatur versus DeSanto. I just think DeSanto's going to wear him out. He's going to chase him down. He's going to keep pummeling in. He's not going to ro- allow room for some of the slickness that you, that you tend to see. Um, not that I'm against it. I mean, shit, I, I like Roman Bravo Young a ton, but I just don't. I don't see that being the result. He lost to him seven to two. Who lost to who? Um, RBY to DeSanto back at NCAA's uh, twelve to eight at Big Tens. So a lot of takedowns, a lot of escapes. Yeah, that's what I see happening. Interesting. Um, Nick Lee has been on a tear, so he's a pretty strong favorite against Max Mirren. Uh, well, and I think Mirren's dealing with an injury with the shoulder, but yeah. Uh, Lugo and Verclaren. Lugo has been looking much stronger there. Um, and then, of course, Caleb Young and, and Bo Pfeiffer. Lugo do what Lugo does, which is win 6-3. to three. Yeah. You know, against Verclaren. <laughs> uh, Caleb Young maybe needing to try to pick up bonus points against Bo Pfeiffer could be interesting. Um, but then you get into Marinelli and, and Vincenzo. Which is a blast. Yeah. Um, if we're going projections, I'm taking Vincenzo. Marinelli has looked stupid good this year and has just been pummeling people, but, um, you know, he also, he got, I don't know. I'm I'm not going to take too much out of, out of too many matches. I just think Vincenzo is the more talented wrestler and knows how to wrestle that match. I mean, they're going to go in there with a game plan. But Marinelli beat him. Twice last year, he was two and zero against him last year, which is crazy to think. Yeah, that's uh, probably why he's angry and wants to win that match now. Yeah, I'm I'm picking Vincenzo as well, but it, it, it's like you're picking the guy who was zero and two against the guy last year. Uh, yeah, styles those, make fights. One but. of those two has won two national championships. Yeah, and it's not the guy who's currently ranked higher. Is is Marinelli ranked higher? I assume so. I don't I don't know. I haven't really paid mm. all that close attention. I'm going with the guy with hair. <laughs> Peak testosterone. Yeah. I don't have any hair, so, you know, I'll side with that guy. Uh, Kemmerer and Mark Hall is an interesting one. I mean, we were just singing the praises of Mark Hall, so, you know, it's kind of interesting. But but Kemmerer hasn't been stopped. Um, Here's and, the thing that's that, that I, I meant to mench, mention earlier regarding Mark Hall's offense. He was never not – until he got to, like – college and had to kind of shut things down and just be more of a controlled wrestler like in his freestyle days he was a guy who was scoring points putting him up and and ready to go you know um i think he can definitely still do that the fact that he took it to Mar- uh, labriola uh, labriola majora as we so famously call him um i, I just i see him be able being able to hang with Kemmerer, but i do want to see Kemmerer 
wrestle this match. I want to. I, I, I'm most excited about this match. Yeah, in Carver it's probably Hawkeye too. To but you know, usually there's some Carver Hawkeye magic here yeah. somewhere, and I'm kind of wondering about this one. Was it Alex Meyer? He lost to in Carver Hawkeye as a freshman. Yeah, his first match out of redshirt. Yeah, who was like a maybe round of twelve guy. I thought he snuck in there once. I think he did. Hmm. Um. Yeah, so very very interesting match, and then another. Interesting match, a couple of true freshmen with uh, Brooks and Assad. Yeah, that will be a really awesome match, actually. God damn it. This is a stupid good duel. <laughs> There's a lot of great stuff going on. That's what I'm telling Man, you. Like, is, I, I'm glad I, we walked I, through this, Tommy. Yeah. Good call. Um, they, uh, Abe Assad was able to beat Taylor Venz on, on the 18th, 6-4, yep. and then... Uh, and then Taylor Venz really took it to Aaron Brooks on Friday, which uh, Taylor Venz, such an up-and-down results guy, so I don't know how much you can take from any of his results because he can look that amazing in one match and then really pedestrian in the next this match. This is the bummer about Taylor Venz. Is his freshman year, I was like, oh, my God, he's incredible, and he's only going to get better, and he is still incredible. He just hasn't gotten better, you know? Yeah, he hasn't got doesn't appear consistent. To have. Yeah. yeah. Some of these guys they they get consistent when they become sophomores and juniors and you know like and that's kind of what you expect. I mean, wrestling in college is hard. Well, you're going to give up some matches here and there, but unless you're one of those weird unicorns, but Cam Caffey who we're huge believers in just knocked him off over the weekend too and it's almost like Vens can become one of those springboard guys where it's like guys are just going to get better than you. You know, if you're not getting better and other guys are, you're just going to fall further down. And you see that sometimes, too. You do. Um, but interesting. Yeah. So, and then at 97, uh, Jacob Warner missed the duel on Friday. But if he is there, uh, Shakur Rashid, who's coming back from injury, who just lost to Eric Schultz. Three to one. Schultz is tough. He is tough. Um, He's a punchy in the nose guy. And and Shakir Rashid has just really started wrestling for the year. Yeah. So this is um, this is an interesting one as well. Kinda. Damn, this is one of those like maybe I don't know. I mean, you're gonna get huge bonus points off the bat with with Lee. And probably at the end with uh, Cassiope. Although Seth Neville's has looked good so far. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't assume bonus points with Cassiope and Neville's. But it's at Carver Hawkeye. Yeah. So if this duel came down to Iowa needing a major, like that would be the crowd just going nuts and really getting on that official to hit him for every three seconds. So really, on the bottom. It'll be a first period stall out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's the crazy thing, because 49 is one of the weights where you'd expect Iowa to really be able to take advantage, and you've got Lugo, who's not a bonus points scoring machine. And then at 57, I mean, Caleb Young can do it, but he's he's a guy who I don't think of in that sense. I've admitted how good he is, but I'm not. He's not like a going to go 
you know, blow the roof off the building sort of guy. Well, let's just say this. He's okay. definitely going to do that now that I said that, though. So, you know, judging by what you've said so far, you know, Iowa is going to win 25-33-49-57. and 57. Yeah. All right? Um, but that means Penn State's winning 41 65-74-84. So you're at 4-4 four and four there. Yeah, and then I got With Iowa winning 97 and heavyweight. You have Iowa winning 97. See, yeah. that's tough. I, I mean, Rashid and Warner, I'm I'm not sure who the better wrestler is there. Even if you have it go 5-5 five and five with uh, Spencer Sheed, Lee's bonus points. Is yeah, Spencer be, Lee's bonus points gets it. Yeah, um, but if Penn State wins that match, then suddenly, you know. What, 25? No, 97. Right. Well, then you need Cassiope to seal out the duel. Yeah. Which will happen. Maybe. But, obviously, some fun matches to have in there. Yes. This is going to be a better duel than I thought. Yeah. That's what... That's what this is for. (laughs) Although, there's a good chance that people who are listening to this have already looked this duel up and the matchups, which I hadn't until now. So, that's cool. Yeah. I was preparing to talk to Kenny Monday. True. Which was awesome. Do you got a parent corner this week? Yeah, I do. It's a quick one, too. Um, I have a quick one as well, which is good. So, oh, uh, you know what? Before I get to parent corner, uh, I did want to talk uh, Cal State Bakersfield. We didn't get to touch on them real quick, but they beat the snot out of Duke uh, a couple weeks ago, which was nice. Uh, they lost to Wyoming pretty bad uh, in Wyoming. Turns out that, uh, what is it, uh, altitude oh, Wyoming, yeah. that's a thing. Is what I'm hearing from the coaching staff there. So, uh, yeah, that's not made up. What is the elevation of Cheyenne? I'm going to look that up. It's crazy high, evidently. Um, But also, go to Twitter, uh, follow CSUB Wrestling, or at CSUB Wrestling. Uh, At the moment I shared that, they were 41 followers away from passing the basketball team there. So, go ahead and uh, help them pass that. That'd be nice. And the last that person is, that does it, I told them to keep track, is going to get a Blood Round RTC shirt. Or actually, we've got, depending on the sizes, old ones too, if you'd prefer one of those. Um, but yeah, they're they're awesome. Uh, keep track of them. They've got uh, some more duels coming up, and I'll look that up while I'm telling my parent corner. But um, it's six thousand sixty-three feet above sea level for Cheyenne. So. You know they talk do you about have perspective. I'm sure you do. I'm I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, we're we're you know they say Mile High Stadium in Denver. Yes. And that's a big yes. deal, Mile High Stadium. But so a mile is five thousand eight hundred twenty-three feet, and so the upper deck hits a mile up there. So yeah, Cheyenne is uh is higher. Higher than and, that. Yeah. And people talk about the elevation going to play the Colorado Rockies and to play the Denver Broncos and everything, and Cheyenne's higher. Yeah. So, there. Very, very tough. Um, But, yeah, my son, this morning, so uh, today was, uh, he goes to Catholic school. Uh, It was dressed like Father, what his name is, Day. Okay. I know it. I'm just not going to share it because it seems like the right thing to do. (laughs) So... (laughs) Dressed like Father, let's say, Steve Day. And uh, so we, we dress him up. He's got black pants. He got his black shirt. Uh, my wife cuts out, like, this plastic piece from uh, milk jug to put in for the collar. Uh, he's got a hat, all this good stuff. Like, 
excellent costume. Uh, he didn't want to do it initially. Then we told him it's a it's a competition, and he was all about it. He nice. wanted to win. He ended up taking second place, uh, but he was pumped. And the person who won had a real dog. Like my the guy the the the, the priest has a dog, so like the other person brought in a real dog, which is fucking bullshit. Like you can't bring a dog into school. My son had uh, a toy dog with a fake leash made up, nice. so he could pull him around. Like. Can we give some credit where credit's due? Anyway. Uh, second place is still good. So he was pretty pumped about it. Uh, but the most important part of that story is this morning when he was getting dressed, he was sitting there and he farted on, and I was helping him get dressed. And he laughed and he said, I farted right on your leg. And I said, I stopped myself. <laughs> I said, yes, you did. <laughs> and then I had to walk out of the room because I didn't want to laugh, but I wanted him to not think. He should fart on me anymore, right? I feel like that's a that's a slippery slope. I don't want to be farted on for the next twenty years. Yeah, I understand that one. <laughs> um, so my wife's all like pumped up with the baby and everything like that, and and she was all excited for Christmas and everything, and so she got us all matching pajamas. So the onesie. You know, matching Christmas pajamas and oh yeah 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 Good times so so lovely and everything like that, uh, but it has a butt flap. Oh, perfect. Uh, a buttoned you know butt flap. So naturally, I will pull down the back of my underwear. I'll throw this thing on randomly. Yeah. Uh, throughout a weekend or the week or whatever like that, and then I'll just walk around. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, creepy old man with his ass exposed. Just it's like funny every time. Just like nothing's happening in the world. Yeah. And then my daughter starts yelling at me, and the wife's just like, "Oh my god!" And then I'm just like, "What? What's going on?" You know, act like you're oblivious. Yeah. And and, and you know, <laughs> my, the 11 year old daughter is getting to that point where like, you know, it's not funny anymore for oh, her. Oh no, but it's, it's so funny, it, which makes it funnier <laughs> for you. Yeah, yeah. So you ever just ordered pizza? Yeah. And then, <laughs> what? Yeah, and then you and then you get to make jokes like, "Oh, it's drafty in here." And, yeah, uh, you know, and then oh, pretend you're gonna walk outside to go get the mail. Yeah, like oh, I think I'm gonna go get the mail. You know, and, and then they're like, "You can't go outside like that." And just, I mean, it's just so many good jokes. Like, so anytime, uh, yeah, once a week, I just have to like throw this thing on, and and they've they've threatened to sew up the butt flap. They've uh, threatened to hide it take it and hide it from me and everything like that and uh but um i just i just love it it's good old-fashioned entertainment it's it's this this puts a smile on my face (laughs) makes me very happy (laughs) don't stop i i won't just don't like just don't like uh bend over to put cat food in the cat's dish or something yeah i don't want to expose my balloon knot yeah yeah fully fully standing up is good (laughs) Well, that's all I got, man. I'm I'm excited. Busy week of wrestling, um, including uh, this Sunday, February second, two p.m. Cal State Bakersfield at Fresno State. Uh, I believe it's. Hold on, let me click the watch button. Take me somewhere. Oh, it's on Flow Wrestling. So go check that out. Awesome. Well, till next week, guys and gals. Thanks for joining us. Rock on. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. 
But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 